The Marvels is a 2023 American superhero film based on Marvel Comics featured featuring the characters Carol Danvers cap, as Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Kamala Khan, Miss um, Marvel. Produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, it is the sequel to the film Captain Marvel and a continuation of the television miniseries Miss Marvel and WandaVision as well, if you want to incorporate all of that, all that in there too. And the 33rd uh, film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The film was directed by Nia DaCosta. I haven't seen Nia DaCosta's previous films. Uh, I don't have the first one off the top of my head, but the other one was um, Candyman, the more recent one that was um, produced by Jordan Peele. And um, some people have uh, mixed reviews to say about it, but um, I uh, I still have to go back and check that out. Um, overall, everything that she's done uh, I was impressed that she's directed and written all of her three features, including this one. So this one was uh, directed by DaCosta, who co-wrote the screenplay with Megan McDowell and uh, Al- Alyssa uh, Karasik. It stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, and Imani uh, Vellani, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan. Alongside uh, Zawe Ash. Ashton, Gary Lewis, Park Sejun, Zenoba Shiroff, uh, Mohan Kapoor, Sagar uh, Shar- Sharik, I think, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Sorry if I fucked all of that up. The names are not my spe- specialty here. Um, in the film, this is the synopsis. In the film, Danvers, Rambo, and Khan team up after they begin swapping places with each other every time they use their powers. This was shot by the same cinematographer, Sean Bobbitt, as uh, he did some movies I was kind of impressed by with Shaka King. He was in his, that was Shaka King's feature debut, uh, of Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Same cinematographer did uh, Shame with uh, Steve McQueen and a couple of other notable. um, Yeah, 12 Years a Slave, Widows. I was kind of impressed to see his um, uh, filmography. Edited by Katrin Hedstrom and Evan Sheriff. Music by Laura Karpman. I did like the music in this. I'm not going to have. I, I'm not going to be able too much about it until we get to the spoiler section. But I really did uh, think it it worked. Um, budget of two hundred and seventy eight million. So it's up there on um, first weekend box office. It is Sunday right now. It is only grossed a hundred and ten million. Um. So a lot of people are going to say that's not great. I'm, you know, obviously the numbers don't lie. I'm not sure that Sunday's numbers are going to transform that, but obviously actor strike, there's many factors that come into why the Marvels may or may not have done better or worse than it has done. So, um, <clears throat> Marvel Studios confirmed plans to make a sequel to Captain Marvel in July 2019, four years ago at this point, just over four years. Development began in January 2020 with McDonald hired after working on the television miniseries WandaVision in 2021. Larson was set to return from the first film as Danvers and DaCosta was hired to direct that August. In December, Paris was revealed to have reprised her role as Rambo and from WandaVision alongside Villani returning as Kamala from Miss Marvel 
Second unit filming began the uh, began in mid April 2021 in New Jersey, and the title will, and the title referring to the three characters and their similar abilities was revealed in early May. Principal photography began in July 2021 and concluded in May 2022, taking place in Pinewood Studios and Bookshire. Buckinghamshire and Longcross Studios in Shuri, England, um, as well as LA and Tropia, Italy. Um, so, yeah, there is the biggest thing that I'm noticing about this movie going um, behind the scenes and looking kind of at the, you know, dissecting the minute details of it is that this movie would have been probably better served. I know COVID pushed everything back and everything was reshuffled and everything else. We didn't really know what was going to happen for uh, probably a good year and a half, two years. Um, But this movie feels like it's a year too late. And I think all of everything that they've shot would have been better served a year earlier, but I'm sure, but due to uh, the extraneous amount of, marvel television that was being produced and pumped out at the same time that they were trying to get these movies in between them it's just uh it was too much content to get out at at once and thus this was pushed pretty pretty far in my opinion and the team-ups in this seem just a little too late on the backside of marvel kind of messing up i if you go back and listen to my reviews i was not a big fan at all of uh thor love and thunder even though generally liking the previous thors um well what else came out um thor 11th oh ant-man 3 um that should have really taken us to a whole nother level and incorporated some multiverse stuff that really seems uh like a hat on like a hat on a hat i was just like all right this is just it it didn't feel like it mattered at the end um and they kind of took it too much as a joke and i think one of the things that i have learned from hearing the other podcasts of joanna robinson and other podcasters kind of covering it was uh marvel actually thought that ant-man 3 was going to be a banger Ant-Man 3 was going to really do numbers. And when they when it didn't do numbers, I think that's kind of when they kind of started curling back. They were already kind of pulling back a tad bit with, I want to say how much they were promoting or integrating some of the television stuff within the movies. And I mean, even in She-Hulk, they were making fun of not having enough time to work on like an ending and a, and and the cgi and stuff like that it was almost like a, a fourth wall joke fourth wall breaking joke so um you know i'm kind of doing minor spoilers but from the previous mcu stuff so just kind of letting y'all know forward if you haven't seen previous uh mcu um you know, multiverse stuff since like 2007, you know, just kind of heads up. It's a light spoiler because all of this is, you know, pretty interconnected. I mean, they marketed this film with uh, Tony and uh, Captain America, the uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. And, you know, that, you know, that's not in this at all. Uh, so Disney is kind of, or Marvel is at least really kind of relying on, you know, the OG players, the all-stars of this, um, of this realm. And they're, they're kind of resting on their, I don't know if they're resting or if they are resting is is the wrong word. You know, let me, let me kind of go into a little bit more of this uh, review. And I, I think you'll have a better idea of where I'm coming from. Because despite not liking the last two movies, and I want to say the the last third movie, I can't think of it off the top of my head before Ant-Man 3, but um, it was Ant-Man 3, Thor, there was something before that I don't feel like I liked, but I did like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but again, that feels like a a singular gun vision. This um, movie feels most like 60-40 uh, DaCosta vision than uh, Marvel vision. 
which is not exactly a bad thing. <clears throat> okay, so um, let's talk about this a little bit more in uh, non-spoiler still. I think one thing, not just this movie, but just about all the movies, uh, just about all of the MCU has gotten right, in my opinion, um, with maybe uh, one or two missteps, but nothing, nothing serious at all, has been the casting. I think the casting for the majority of this is is pretty good. I understand there's a lot of mixed feelings behind Brie Larson's uh uh, performance as uh, Captain Marvel, and I don't necessarily um, disagree with that, but I feel like they kind of play into her kind of, she kind of plays a cold shoulder, callous type individual. She's not exactly the most likable individual um, on screen, and I don't know if it's because she's I don't know if she's being outshined, but she's not. She's supposed to be like the straight man in this, and she does play it like that. Like she's not supposed to be like the 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 whimsical, charismatic one, and and she's certainly not. And I think that that works for the character she is. Now, Tiana uh, Paris as Rambo, we'll refer to her as Rambo. I guess uh, was it Captain Rambo or Monica Rambo? Monica Rambo. Um, I uh. I like the actress. I like the performance. I don't think the performance is a hundred percent fleshed out for this movie. It's um, you know, the why didn't you kind of save me? Why didn't you come back for me? Kind of uh, plot line, and it's very much it's poked at a lot, but I don't think it's very much explored in the sense of well, let's really dissect that in a way that that's kind of you know, help everybody in this situation. Now let's get to what I think is going to be the star of the show. Mrs. What is uh, Miss, uh, Miss Marvel played by Iman Villani. She is, I'm trying to think of, all the characters I've seen in the Marvels in the last like two years, but I'm pretty sure she is one of the leaders of the most charismatic actors on screen in the MCU and, and definitely going to be in the future MCU. I think that she single-handedly is holding the screen together with her charismatic smile, the, uh, the excitement that is she that she is having, the fun she is having. I think that she's the reason that people are going to go to this movie. They're going to be the reasons they would uh, they would they would watch the movie. They would refer to the movie. I think that she's the star. She's the real star of the show, mostly because she feels real there's this layer of gen z humor i guess that she brings along with it and this whimsicalness that i kind of feel like we haven't had since early tom holland or even as far back i i was thinking more like uh toby mcguire a little bit when he plays a spider-man too but there's this like this this movie is very much a team up movie, but sort of an origin movie for all of them as well. It it works in a way that if you haven't seen the previous movies and the t television shows, they're all referring to um, that. I think it packs it all in there and tight enough that most people, if you wanted to take your mom, your grandma, whoever you who if you wanted to take, you know, whoever your family, your friends, whoever they wanted to go and they haven't seen the previous stuff, the previous uh television shows and movies that it still would make uh majority make general sense. Uh, I'm trying to think of my head real quick if that would make 100% sense. There maybe there might be some uh, antagonist stuff that you it might help to know some 
more background information, but I'd say this is a nice standalone movie if you brought someone in cold that hasn't seen the majority of the MCU stuff. And I think the biggest problem is it's been kind of hard to uh, like decipher what's going on with the MCU and why it's not working in, in majority of ways. So it refers to being connected, but we're never shown how it's connected, except for this movie. I felt like this movie and Miss Marvel fit in like hand and glove. And unlike a lot of other uh, television movies, televisions, uh, shows and movies, kind of like uh, WandaVision and uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That that should have gone together like a hand in a glove, but there was this mixed kind of friction getting them together because um, Elizabeth Olsen was even interviewed saying that I think that she had done Doctor Strange before or something like that. She had no idea what her motivation was going in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And you can tell there is no, it, it feels tacked on kind of at the end. And that was the, that was my biggest problem with that movie. Um, but um, let me think off the top of my head, anything else about this movie? Like, like I said, there's this element of fun and charismatic energy coming from Villani and she brings this um, new dynamic of humor, I want to say that works in ways that this MCU really needed. I feel like we were tapped out of the previous sarcastic humor of, oh my, I feel like a lot of it was, some of it was deadpan, some of it was just straight sarcastic humor, and it, it was a little bit of a blend of both. And, um, you know, just saying that, um, let me go out and go down the rest of the pros for this. It's been a minute since I podcast, so just give me a second, I'm a little rusty. <clears throat> So yeah, the casting, I think the casting is the majority pretty good. Um, you know, I, I'd say the strongest is Valani. She's going to be um, a star, not only in the MCU, I think she's going to be a star outside the MCU as well. I think she just, she seems like a fun, fun energy. And a lot of it actually becomes, uh, is because it is that she was a fan before she was an actress. And I think that it's, uh, the, the energy is shown on the screen the um the action direction the the direct the direction of uh how ma the majority of the action is shot in this is feels well choreographed in a way that they had to sit down and do the shit they it doesn't it didn't seem like they were half-assing it or just gave it to the b team it seemed like because of the type of power sets they had they were they were using their smarts and they used their power sets to generally make sense in this movie and I, I appreciated it more in this movie than I have in a lot of other MCU properties because I feel like other MCU properties it's like oh here's a beam oh here's a this here oh super hoop super punch or, or super flight or something I felt like this one they were always thinking ahead two steps about what type of power they were using how are they were using it what what makes sense and in, in in that manner and especially in coordinate uh coordinating the fights as well i was actually very impressed with that and a lot of it because um not just it was showing and it, it felt like there was a combination of show and tell i think this movie is going to get dinged a lot for having a lot of ex explaining but a ton of it has to be explained anyway. I mean, there's three sets of girls that have uh, th three sets of heroes that have powers and they all need to have uh, explanations. Um, and so I thought this was this movie was also pretty funny and wholesome in ways that the other movies have been lacking for me. Um, I, I just felt like the Thor love and thunder like so, like I said, I got I talked this movie, comparing it to the MCU, and then com just comparing it on its own. Comparing it to the MCU previous movies, I feel like this is much funnier than the previous MCU movies. As a standalone movie, it it can get a little hokey, it can get a little corny, but I ultimately found it uh, majorly wholesome. And there's this family aspect that kind of Blue Beetle had as well. 
um, that's incorporated, bringing the family uh, into, um, quote unquote, bringing the family into the storyline of what's going on. It's not just a, we'll see you next time or, or you know, that type of thing. I, I like this kind of more integrated storytelling. Um, makes it a little bit more interesting, more uh, more characters and culture to kind of uh, play with as well. I hear my laptop starting to take off right now. Hopefully it stays quiet. Um, so um, here are the cons. Or, oh, oh, before we get to the cons, the music. Uh, there is this element of the 90s music again. I think Captain Marvel actually had a splash of it. It may be a little bit of 2000s as well. And, and uh, this one had uh, the theme on the, the trailers with uh, the Beastie Boys and stuff like that. 90s is very hot to be, um, is, is very hot in TVs and movies right now. If you uh, watch Yellow Jackets, they are all over those 90s, uh, you know, kind of grungy scene and stuff like that. I'm enjoying that. A uh, little bit of Nirvana type feel and... Um, everything else let me see um so yeah it's a little bit of so this movie i think an hour of it is really good there's a solid 30 minutes of it that is either corny or cringy and i could see that being a massive ding on some people's charts of like what's going on what are we doing here and this this is stuff we're going to talk about in the spoiler section here soon um so yeah this movie is um not perfect but better than a lot of phase four um and i think it has more to offer and in value than the majority of phase four and that's so that's just the movie compared to the mcu if you compare it just as a standalone movie it is it is a pretty choppy movie it feels like there might be about 45 minutes taken out and i think that 45 minutes would have only made the movie make sense more but it would have slowed it down i think it's a a, a kind of a mixed reaction mixed bag on that one um there's some antagonist stuff that feels uh, kind of dry in ways that we've either seen before or it just it, it didn't work for me in a, in a way um, that just wasn't that interesting overall. I And like I said, I think that was part of what was cut. I feel like there probably was a solid hour cut, but maybe at least 45 minutes of more explanation of where this is going, why this is happening and stuff that I didn't exactly need. I think the biggest plus to this movie, I wonder, I want to know when Disney said, all right, these movies are getting too damn long. What was it? Uh, Ant-Man 3. I think that was at least two hours. I don't have it off the top of my head right now. Um, but uh, this movie is only 105 minutes. I mean, we are in and out i mean you're going to be basically out of the movie theater in under two hours including trailers which is amazing to me i'm just like let's go and this is this is what i've been looking for um i haven't listened to too many other reviews uh about the marvels i've heard maybe three or four um but some most of them have been split down the middle people are like all right i i marvel's headed for um marvel has not improved any or people are having a fun time i don't think anyone's saying that this is a revolutionary time this is not uh changing the superhero game but what it is doing is um i think the pluses that are going for it are much stronger than the negatives and for me that is you know the like i said the casting the I, this is going to be the the slightly loud moment i guess people are going to be oh god um but i don't really care i think it's important that this movie comes out you know they have three women representation of all different uh cultures and styles and uh ethnicities races that and uh showing 
I believe Kamala Khan's uh, has a Middle Eastern descent. I've watched Miss Marvel, but I think it was like two, was it two years ago? Was it last year? I can't remember. It's all of it's a blur. But anyways, um, I'm enjoying getting some uh, new culture represented on screen, and you know, no matter if it's not perfect, perfectly written, I think it's important, and a lot of it is relatable on many many aspects. I mean, I thought her family was extremely um, wholesome, funny, entertaining, relatable. I, I'm, I could go down the list. And I thought that was some of the strongest stuff from her own television show. And it was, uh, it did bleed over into this movie as well in a good way um, with, you know, kind of making it more relatable in a way, but also I would say that visually I was like, this looks like we're on a set. So it, it, you know, you take some, you lose some, um, anything else? Let me see. Why am I looking at that? That's not my notes. Um, anything else? So the first two trailers basically said that this is kind of a fun, feel good time. And then the third movie, sorry. And then the third trailer came out and said, um, you better buckle in, buddy. Or you know, this is going to be some Avengers level shit right here. Um, I'll tell you right now, this is not an Avengers level threat. Um, it is uh, a, a standard MCU threat, but I will say they they do their best to kind of make it a slightly pretty big deal within the MCU. Uh, anything else we need to kind of cover from that standpoint? I think we've done the majority of it this movie is going to get a seven out of ten from me mostly um mostly because of what i've said earlier you know but um i I think a lot of it does uh rest on kamala khan's performance uh sorry uh, 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 iman valani's performance as kamala khan i just think that she is um exhibiting a level of energy here that I want to see more represented on screen. I mean, she's just, uh, she seems fun to hang out with on, uh, in the MCU. Unlike, I want to say like, I'm, I don't really have a great time hanging out in my opinion. If I go back and think about it with, uh, was Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange. I know he's, he's kind of mixed casting some people don't like him as as that i don't really dislike any of the casting it's just like going back and looking at who we have on the team who we have on any team right now it's like most of them don't seem like that i don't know that fun to hang out with or um you know seem like that good of a time at this at this moment most of them are on the back nine tired like thor just hanging out you know i don't even I can't think of this. like hey let me we'll we'll talk in um talking more of a spoiler section because it's it's kind of hard to get into without talking about spoilers. But anyways, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a seven out of ten. I think the average family, average uh Joe is gonna have a decent time watching this uh movie. If you're more scrutinizing in the MCU, I could see that if you're going to compare this movie within the other MCU movies, I, I can see it being not as good. It's like, oh, we've seen this type, we've seen this um, kind of superhero plot before. We've seen this before. We've seen, you know, I think we have seen the majority of this stuff, this stuff before, but I think this is done more exceptionally well. Um, kind of similar to uh, the the David Fincher movie that just came out, The Killer. I, I think that we've seen everything that we've seen in that realm before of that type of crime on on screen but he does it exceptionally well now i'm not saying this is like a david fincher film or anything like that now let's not let's not get crazy here um but i think that you know uh the the tropes that this movie exhibits uh are done still in an entertaining um uh entertaining manner so anyways, let's um, discuss this movie in spoilers. Here are the spoilers for the Marvels. 2023. 
There's no water in that. Okay. Let me know if you have any questions. I'll answer questions at the end of the uh, review. Again, we are live on Twitch, twitch.com slash podcast. Also, be sure to check out patreon.com slash podcast for all of our exclusive reviews. Recently, we covered both of the Godfathers, one and two classics. All right, here is The Marvels 2023. Spoiler review. The collapse of the supreme intelligence leads to a civil war among the Kree species in their home world of Hala. The conflict renders the planet barren as it loses its air and water, air, water, and sunlight. Debrin, the new leader of the Kree, retrieves one half of the quantum bands, of which Kamala Khan has the other half. Darbin harnesses the power of the band, pairs it with her staff, named the Universal Weapon, and uses it to tear apart a jump point in space. This resulting anomaly is discovered by S.W.O.R.D., this is like the the shield people, but they're like in space and they're like in charge of all the intergalactic shit, I believe. Um, meanwhile, Nick Fury, now residing at Saber Space Station, hosts peace talks between the Kree and the Skrull Empire. Notice I'm not talking about secret invasion basically at all because what the hell even happened there we've got a full review for that and i can almost regurgitate most of none of that because it it took us in some weird ass directions but uh basically isn't there like a, a slight you know spoilers for that because you should have watched that if you give a shit about the mcu but this at the end basically isn't there amelia clark's running around with all the superhero serum that's like juiced up in her and stuff i, I don't and, and nick fury was married to a a scroll or something like that and i don't even know what even happened in that shit it was it was some straight up bullshit it was uh i i'm glad that they base i think some of the stuff that they removed from this movie was probably the stuff that was related to secret invasion because it was just uh kind of some booty um so Fury calls in Carol Danvers and Monica Rambo to investigate a jump point anomaly near Saber. When Rambo touches it, she, Danvers, and Kamala switch places through teleportation. The switching causes the three to fight each other, each other's Cree enemies, leaving Khan's house destroyed in their wake. So this is what I was talking about with the teleportation direction action direction of this movie i think is just really phenomenal because they basically had to i would assume they they shot they shot the action scene like two or three times i'm sure they shot it like i don't know how many times but they had to shoot it multiple times but when they would do it they would assumedly switch the actors in when one would get hit the other one or one would punch got to put Kamala in where Rambo was I just thought the choreographing and the planning and the logistical nature of trying to plan all that and going in different locations was honestly really impressive in my opinion I'm sure they probably all did it in Atlanta but the way that it was shot made it feel like they were transforming and transporting in all different directions it kind of reminds me of that uh the jumper movie um that came out around the same time as Avatar with uh Christian Haydenson and actually Samuel Jackson um speaking of which and I think that movie kind of has that teleportation action through it as well. And um, 
you know, this, this movie, I think does a really fun job between it. And you have, uh, you have Kamala who is just kind of like freaking out alongside her parents who were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, you know, everyone's like, everyone's fighting and shit like that. It is just going off. And I got to say, I, I don't think the first 10 minutes really hooked me, but there was, I think there was some sort of like, uh, I don't know, like a, uh, I don't know, Megan the Stallion song or something like that, that kicked in when there was an action scene. And the biggest thing that always captures me in a movie is when the music is in repetition with what we're seeing on screen. It doesn't have to be like a music video or anything like that, but there is like a tempo to what you're seeing. And I felt the tempo of this movie kick off right when that action scene started. And I was like, oh shit, I was like, nice. And you know, there was like this, you know, they were doing this crazy action. There were people getting punched. The the family was in danger. You got a cat that's going, you know, grabbing your ass and stuff like that. Um, I just thought it was a whole lot of fun and in thinking about it and talking about it makes me want to go back and just watch it again because I was like, Jesus, so much is going on and happening and people are making up, uh, people making up people, people are, uh, fighting these, uh, kind of random, what are they, uh, Crees, are they Crees? Um, and I was just like having a great time watching this and these, them kind of discover their powers, which kind of makes it an origin story again, but also, um, you know, have to, everyone seemed to have a task and they were all just doing their, uh, doing their best with how they knew to use their powers. And them not knowing how to use their powers makes this movie even more exciting because you don't know if it's going to work. Um, so yeah, leaves the cons house destroyed in their wake. And I felt like from that action scene to about a little over half of the movie um, is a very strong movie. And then it gets, it gets weird in the middle. So let's talk about it. As the three women return to their original places, Fury and Rambo visit Kamala on Earth. As Kamala eagerly demonstrates her powers, she switches places with Danvers when Danvers flies away. She switches places with Kamala in midair. The group surmises that the uh, that the light-based powers of Danvers, Rambo, and Kamala are linked through quantum entanglement. We're just starting to make up shit now. And that they uh, switch places when any of them use their powers. And so it's a very interesting way to have this, you know, super group work. And it reminds me a little bit of like X-Men when they're trying to figure out all their powers and all that stuff. I always like that type of origin storytelling. Um, and then of course you have the people that are more excited about it as in Kamala. And she's like looking up, she, the movie basically begins with Kamala, like, hard eyes drawing in her notebook about captain marvel and them being and being on the same team and then they actually do become on the same team and so that's what this movie is kind of like her integrating into having um it's it's captain marvel kind of learning to be a mentor as well as kamala learning to be uh the young pad one to 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 follow through and um you know to listen which of course she doesn't i feel like disney is is set on just always having that that pad one uh you know the the mentor uh relationship and they just always never listen for like the first little bit it feels like obi-wan again when they're or ahsoka when they're just having the um you know the young buck who just doesn't listen the little leia never listened to uh, uh kenobi you know uh, not until the very end. And it feels like in Sabine, same thing to Ahsoka. I just felt like it's it's the same shit. Um, so I wish, and then you learn at the very end, oh, I got to listen to my mentor or something like that. Um, anyways, the, uh, the three join up at the Skrull refugee colony on the planet Tarnex, where talks of resettlement have dissolved. Darbin rips open 
another jump point, which siphons the atmosphere of Tarnex into Hala to try to restore its air. After a hasty effort to evacuate the colony, um, and this is a, the action scenes in this, I think were done pretty well. I, what a lot of people have criticized superheroes for doing is just kind of going 100% super boom, 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 and uh, not saving anybody. And I felt like I was like, finally, I, I just watched the original Superman 1978. And I was like, so much of Superman, the original movie is him going around saving people. And I was like, let's, you know, this is, it, it makes you more endeared to the superhero. And it doesn't just feel like they're there just using their powers for nonsense, you know, blue beam here, red beam here, kind of just booming, beaming and doing all that good stuff. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, I was just like, I'm glad that we actually get to see them using their powers and whatnot for, for helping individuals. And so let me see what else we got. Um, and, and Kamala is just definitely, she's going out of her way to, you know, to, to help people and, and to do uh, the right thing kind of, kind of, despite what Captain Marvel is saying. Um, and she does say you can't save them all, which I thought was kind of an interesting lesson that um, she has to learn. The, um, let me see. Also the CGI is kind of spotty here and there. Um, sometimes it looks like not great CGI and then like green screen CGI. And then other times it looks like we're sitting on a set. And then other times it's spotless. Um, in comparison to like the Gardens of the Galaxy of it all, it, it feels like almost a completely different team, but I'm not, I might've been, uh, might've been the same one. I haven't, I haven't looked. Um, but yeah, they just needed more time to render that. Let me see what else. Uh, okay. So after a hasty effort to evacuate the colony, Danvers, Rambo and Kamala form a team informally referred to by Kamala as the Marvels. Danvers informs the others of the uh, of the legend that the quantum bands have been used to create the jump point uh, transportation network. The three became entangled due to their mutual contact with this energy when Darbin disrupted it. Uh, Darbin, I, the thing about Darbin, this is uh, Darbin. Well, let me see. Is Zawe Ashton, who is also um, Tom Hiddleston's wife in real life. Um, congratulations to them having like a cool, real, cool dynamic duo thing going on right now. She's like ruling the screen. He's ruling the Disney Plus. It's very cool. Um, that would be that would be that would be really cool. Um, anyways, the problem about this uh, antagonist that's not very cool is it feels a little bit flat. She's uh, she's rightfully mad that her planet was, um, I think her planet's sun was disrupted by Captain Marvel a few years ago, and now they are suffering, and so thus her, they are trying to get the resources back to the, her own planet. So it's 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 that type of stuff. Um that's happening for the antagonist the thing is she's she's very the the act the actress is playing it well the script doesn't allow her to have any uh i think it's ethos or pathos to really give a shit about her emotionally um let me see anything else uh informally da, 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 Disrupted. Sorry, I lost my place. Um, okay, so the quantum bands. Uh, Dan, sorry, Danvers informs the others that the legend of the quantum bands has been used to create the jump point uh, transportation network. So this is when it gets a. As soon as they kind of form their Marvel team, it gets really convoluted in what's going on here, and it kind of gets just like uninteresting, and we're kind of going back and forth. The family is hanging out on 
Um, I think they're hanging on on the sword ship in space, and there is some there's some funny like FaceTiming going on with Kamala and whatnot, saying I've got to go do the thing, I got to go do the hero stuff, and I no Kamala, you can't do that, <laughs> you know. Like uh, I I love the 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 parent dynamic and the brother dynamic. I think it's just uh, most of that stuff was having me laughing. And did something happen to the father, or did he get taken out of the? Disney stuff. I don't know. I think he got he got slapped with something. I don't remember. Um, anyways, I, I like the family anyway, the the dynamics they have. Um, but as soon as they become the Marvels, it be the movie starts to just drag really hard with what's going on. It's like, oh the quantum and damn, oh god, the uh the uh quantum points, the jumping points. Oh, it's like, oh my god, so much techno babble. And that's where um, we're also entangled a little bit with Monica Rambeau's backstory and her not having her mother come. Uh, Monica, so I think Monica was snapped away by Thanos. And when she came back, her mother, who was dying of cancer, was no longer there or something like that or passed away. I can't remember exactly what happened. Um but which was a very sad story, but it she's for some reason kind of putting a lot of blame on Captain Marvel for that. It's like, oh, come on now. Um, you know, it's years ago and her not being able to come back and help her and that type of stuff. If that, if I was wrong on why she's mad at Captain Marvel for that, you let me know in the comments. I'm again I'm still just a casual viewer. If y'all got some uh if y'all got more detailed stuff, let me know very nicely in the comments. Again, we're just uh casual viewers. So, anyways, the um <clears throat> So uh, Darbin's repeated rupturing of jump points is causing further instability in the network and endangering the universe. Uh, Darbin reaches the planet uh, Aladna, where she tears open a jump point to draw the ocean water into Hala. Her final plan is to usurp uh, Earth's sun to restore that of Hala. The the Marvels fight and subdue Darbin, but she steals Kamala's band and uses both bangles in conjunction to tear open another hole in space. And the continuation of this power just happening and happening and using and being able to do all this. Oh, I got the double bangles now and I can do all this. It just feels like infinite and it feels a little bit intangible in ways that I, it's hard to kind of um, explain. After, um, after Kamala reclaims the bands, she and Danvers use their combined powers to energize Rambo, allowing her to close the hole from the other side. I think they completely wrote out, they did not even mention about this middle section, about them walking to... Uh, I think they, I, I don't have it on here, but uh, the section, hold on. There's a section where they go to this planet where everyone is singing for, uh, there's there's this kind of cool idea. It feels like a weird Pixar movie shoved in the middle of this, like a princess thing where Captain Marvel has to go dance with this, uh, it looks like, uh, <sighs> It's 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 a weird like Bollywood knockoff at first, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of here for that. And I was like, oh, do, do we have like a triple R like influence in this? Do we have like a midsection dance? And the dance just gets so flat, and there's singing in the middle that it's just like, let's just cut this entire thing out. I was like, this is for a different movie. The, the majority of the movie felt like it was for everyone and then this little section right here felt like it was for four-year-old girls which is completely fine if it is but it just it, it it threw me out of the movie it didn't feel like it was necessary to the plot and it even though the movie's short it, it easily could have been taken out and there's just like prince in there that uh, carol danvers is apparently married to for whatever reason and we're just like, what is going on again here? So um, I can see that bringing the rating down for some people. Like, all right, let's just wind the clocks back on this one. We're, you know, um, but anyways, I was like, uh, 
Yeah, we we let's get away with all that. Let's do away with all the, the that. And there was uh, insert shots of look like Kamala and Monica are like on the side, like dancing. They clearly were like not on set, and it it just looks so awkward in a way. And I'm just like, oh, what is going on here? So, um, anyways back to the end of the movie again i just wanted to bring that up that i can understand why people did not like that i i I think i pulled out my phone for maybe two minutes and just kind of zoned out for half a second there but i was like it had almost no merit to the plot and it's so so much that it's not even mentioned in the wikipedia so it's like wait what um so anyways yeah, after uh, Kamala reclaims the bands, she and Danvers use their combined powers to energize Rambo, allowing her to close the hole from the other side, but leaving her stranded in the process. I was actually pretty surprised about this. I was like, can we get a movie where they don't win in the MCU? And then I was thinking, well, a couple of them, they haven't really won 100%. You know, Spider-Man wasn't exactly a big win, but I mean, whatever. Um uh, not exactly MCU. If you want to get, I, I, is it MCU? I, I don't know. I guess it is. Um, let me see. Anyways, the uh, Rambo is stuck on the other side, leaving her stranded in the process. So I was surprised. I was like, "Damn, I like this. I like the team up." And you know, they weren't all working on the same page. But I was like, "I want them to do more." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, now she's not even there anymore. Danvers flies into Hala's son and uses her power to restore it. So it's kind of a bittersweet sweet ending at the end. You know, uh, Dara Ben is kind of taken down at the, at a certain point and, uh, you know, Danvers is like, you don't have to do it like this. It doesn't have to be like this. And she's like, you're right. Uh, and they kind of make, they, they're like, all right, well, I'll let you go do the, um, charge up the sun. And then like Dara Ben about kills her again. It's like, what the fuck? Um, <clears throat> so anyways, Danvers ends up and goes and charges up the hollow sun and uses her power to restore it, which we could have just done this at the beginning of the movie, I guess, and saved everyone's life, whatever. The short lived team up with Danvers Rambo inspires Kamala to seek out other heroes, similar to how like, uh, uh, uh Nick Fury seeks out Iron Man um in in the Iron Man movie and form a new group starting with Kate Bishop. Why wasn't this done last year in my opinion? I felt like this should have been done at the end of Miss Marvel, but I understand why you needed it at the end of Miss uh of Cap of uh, of the Marvels. Um in a mid-credit scene, Rambo awakes in a parallel universe where she is greeted by an alternate version of her mother, Maria, who doesn't remember her, and the mutant Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast. Is his name Beast? Um, I was like, oh, shit. When, when, when Hank shows up, everyone's like, oh, shit. Uh, it's, a, it's a big fucking deal. We got a whole, we got another crossover potential i guess with yes you heard it right the x-men and um i don't exactly know what the eta is for it i know that they've been trying to shoot the fantastic four uh get it all casted and whatnot and there's the actors and writer strike has been uh postponing a lot of that but um I have a feeling we're going to start hearing a lot of that stuff come through down the pipe. That's going to be really exciting. I'm excited to see the X-Men finally get introduced into the Mar- into the Marvel MCU universe. I want there to not be this multiverse uh quantum verse stuff going on. I'm not crazy about that. I want everything to have meaning. I want, you know, if if something's taken out, I want it to stay out. I um but yeah, I, I thought this movie was entertaining despite there being some um, turbulence, let's just say, in the middle. Uh, I give it a solid 7 out of 10, like I said uh, earlier. The uh, the Marvels is probably not going to be a banger in, in theaters, but I do think it's going to live on in, 
and Disney Plus in a, in a good way. And I think it's a good addition to the MCU. I don't feel like, as I said, it's not, this is not an Ant-Man 3 situation. This is not a Thor Love and Thunder situation. I think visually, multi multiverse of madness is more visually interesting. Um, but this has more heart, I believe. I think this is a lot more, um, like I said, relatable. This was this is the one that I think majority of the family would like. So, yeah, I also wanted to kind of bring up that uh, Marvel really has to address who the new demographic is. You know, the Iron Man was 2006, 2000, what was that? 2007 i think and those individuals you know they've been sorry iron man was 2008 and i mean even even the youngest people let's just say you were like 10 years old i like to put a threshold let's just say it's like you're 10 years old and 2008 so you know 10 years 10 years later, 2018, that audience has grown up exponentially, you know, uh, 10, I mean, your youngest audience, if they were children seeing Iron Man are probably in their mid twenties now, which is crazy to think about. I mean, I was probably 12 years old. I think I was 12 years old watching Iron Man. So I'm going to be 30 pretty soon. I mean, I think they really need to address who the their new demographic is because the demographic that has grown up with phase one is now pushing 30. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're pushing 25 and some for some people. But um, I'm really curious who Disney thinks their demographic is now. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of looking at phase four groups right now. So Black Widow 2021, followed by Shang-Chi. I thought that was a decent movie, but I don't know if I liked... I liked the visuals of Shang-Chi and, and the action, but I didn't feel like the writing was nearly as funny as this. Eternals, yeah, that wasn't great. No Way Home in 2021. Uh, I, that was probably my favorite of... yeah. Of phase four, then you got Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, 2022, pretty good, not great. Thor, Love and Thunder, 2022, not great. Um, Wakanda Forever, 22, it was good, not great. Um, yeah, and then the, the phase of these films, as well as eight television series and two streaming specials. That was the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Werewolf one. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. So yeah, that first, yeah, that first phase was the television series. Looking back on, I'm looking at them now. WandaVision, Falcon and okay, WandaVision, not not bad. Looking back on it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, very choppy. Loki, probably my favorite. What if? Um, interesting, but not great. Hawkeye, Christmas special. You know, it was, it was decent. Moon Knight had a lot of potential coming out kind of flubbered at the end miss marvel um a lot of culture a little and uh but had the young adult style to it that i wasn't crazy about she hulk attorney at law just felt rushed at the end so yeah um <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a choppy one but that's a lot of work for them to try to pump out you know so Anyways, let me see what else we got coming down the pipe for MCU. Phase five begins with, uh, obviously, it was the Quantumanian at the beginning of the year, then followed by Guardians of the Galaxy, now Marvels. And then after this, we're supposed to get Deadpool 3 in 2024, Captain America Brave New World in 2025. Wow, we're, there's only going to be one MCU movie for next year. or one Yeah, for next year. And then Thunderbolts and Blade are scheduled for 2025 as well. Blade seems to, oh my gosh. Every time I hear something about Blade, it's like, what are y'all doing to Blade? You know, 
at, at one point they said that it was going to be a female team up with blade put to the side and i was like oh my goodness with um marsh marshala ali i think was is is that who it is is that who's going to be on blade i don't have the uh i think it i think it was him yeah i think it was him but they said that he was getting a little bit old for it and i totally I, you know he's he's not old now but if you have him for a three picture de- deal that's easily 10 years it's just hard to get in incredible shape by the time you're you, past your 50s you know I, I don't blame him and does he want to do that i don't think he does um so they need to get the ball rolling that'd be crazy if he was blade and turned 50 and had to do it for 10 years that's insane so anyways yeah there's a lot coming down the pipe uh says this phase will also include uh which is phase five include a total of seven seasons of television for series of uh, disney plus phase six will include fantastic four in 2025 Avengers Kang Dynasty in 2026, and then Secret Wars, Avengers Secret Wars in 2027. Uh, the fourth, fifth, and sixth phases are collectively known as the Multiverse Saga. Oh my goodness. So we're still in the middle of the Multiverse Saga right now. We have to do a whole another sixth phase. Oh. All right. Well, I'm ready for the Multiverse to kind of close up shop, if you know what I mean. Um, and kind of take it easy on that but um yeah so let me know what you thought about um the marvels uh, i don't have tons of reviews pulled up right now i was gonna try to i don't know if my twitter is still downloaded on here let me see let me see if i can give some fair reviews up i want to see because i know that i'm not i'm a little bit in the the dark on some of it i know some people are loving it some people are hating it but i want to see what everyone else is saying on the socials okay sorry just bear with me yes that's my number stop fucking asking me that the marvels here we go so we'll see if we can get Okay, so someone said Darbin easily the uh let me see. At Kobe the Prophet, Darbin is easily the best antagonist for Captain Marvel, better than the first villain first villain set of villains she faced against her own solo movie. Because of how powerful Captain Marvel is, you want an adversary who is able to go toe-to-toe with your heroes. I mostly agree. She's as powerful of as powerful, but um I thought the character was very underwritten. Or whatever they chose to use was just underwritten. Um, anything else? Um, that is in French. I cannot speak that. Loved. Okay, so at Duck Arc Caddy. Loved the Marvels, an amazing film in so many ways. I definitely want a, a Flurkin. Oh, the cats. I think I completely didn't say anything about the cats because it kind of skirt my mind it's goofy it feels like a uh, guardians of the galaxy type thing it, it with just a slightly lesser budget um didn't offend me but i would have wanted a little bit more of the family involved for like a emotional through line i wanted them to kind of be in a little bit more peril and i felt like having the cats do all of the work at the end was just kind of goofy but it's it's it just shows that you know we're here for a fun time, not like a dramatic time. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm not gonna be mad at it. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Someone said, uh, at random BS theory, Nick Fury was so funny in the Marvels and I loved it. I thought he was funny too. More funny than usual. Um, Someone loved uh, at Mel Prada 04, loved Brie Larson's, Brie Larson in the movie. Let me see. I'm trying to find a negative review. Let 
Okay, someone said uh, at homes and rails. I thought hashtag the Marvels was pretty good and recommended it. It's definitely one I'll watch again before one of the before a lot of other recent movies really want to see more of Rambo and Kamala Khan in the future. I agree. All right, let me see. At Dan Healy Films, I really enjoyed the Marvels. Not perfect, but fun. And the entire cast had great chemistry. Not sure why Brie Larson gets so much shit. She's a goddess. Okay, this, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, this one's a five out of 10, but it's not in English. Let me see if I can get it to. Uh, I can't see it. Dang it. But someone gave it a five out of ten. Someone's took a someone else took a photo. Empty empty theaters at the Marvels. I understand. I mean, everyone knew that. Let me see. Okay, so at ditch the ego. I honestly did not like the Marvels, and it's unfortunate because I really like. The first one, the writing was weak. The villain was more of an anti-hero, if anything. And the post-credit scenes felt so out of place. It had moments of comedy and some cool special effects, but that's about it. Oh, damn. Well, that's that's kind of the most negative review I've seen and most cohesive negative review, um, I think. Let's see. Uh, let me see. Saw hashtag the Marvels at Matthew tweet. It's good. It's not going to change your life, but I like seeing the actors have a great time and everyone, everyone having a great time. The effects work is extremely solid and some fun original fight work and it succeeds as a shorter MCU entry. That's what I said. I think that's what I said. Just it. It succeeds because it is short, in my opinion. I think if it was one of those long, laborious slogs, that's where it would be like, all right, that you get that out of here, you know? Uh, okay, so we'll probably, let me see, we'll end it up on this one. At Slayer Angel 78 just finished hashtag the Marvels. Uh, who is this is Sean Stacy says just finished hashtag the Marvels far from the worst MCU movie the trio's chemistry clearly leads under prose it's uh it's also emotional funny and action-packed the villain was underwhelming and there are a few editing issues but it's the MCU I do agree there's some editing is smash cut editing issues um the hate for this film is beyond ridiculous seven out of ten I basically mostly agree with that um let me see at mark woman hashtag the marvels was everything i wanted it to be and more one of the best installments in the entire mcu two sequences in particularly made it was one of the best movie going experiences in recent memory already can't wait to see it again We'll end it on that, everyone. Thank you for listening, watching Look It All Podcasts. Check out all the Look It All Podcasts content coming down the pipe. We have uh, Patreon. We got Twitch live all the time, basically a couple times a week. Be sure to check out the follow, subscribe on the YouTubes, on whatever platform, like, subscribe, whatever you can do to support the podcast. You know what to do? Take it easy.